Simplified Chaos, episode 154. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to help you lead a more intentional life. This is Simplified Chaos. Everybody, welcome to Simplify Chaos. I'm Jillian, one of your hosts, and I'm with my co-host and husband Nicholas. What's going on, folks? We hope you all are having an amazing week. We've got another great episode here for you, as always. Jilly, what are we going to talk about today? Food for thought. Food for thought. Literally. We're food. talking food. <laughs> We're talking. Yes. Food. <laughs> If you've listened to some of our recent episodes, we've been going through a little bit of a food change here in the Kaselniak household. We're excited to share some revelations with you today. But before we dive into that, we'd like to show a little gratitude. So, Jilly, what are you grateful for this week? Mm, so much to be grateful for. Mm, I'd have to say your parents. Yeah. They were so kind enough to host us for a whole week in Delaware, and they showed us so much love and attention and home-cooked meals, and it was really, really rad to see just Lucille interact with your parents more and like wake up in the morning and have her little pitter-patter feet to go run to (laughs) to Mimi and go watch videos with her and hang out with her, and yeah, your parents are rock stars. It was so good to to see when your kid has like grandparent time it's such a great feeling to see them to see that happen yeah gotta love that family bonding what about you so mine's pretty similar to that but mine is you know just the ability to work remotely so that we can connect with family and friends because we got a little bit of both of that on this trip you know not only did we spend a week at my parents house but you know we have some friends that live out in that direction So we got to catch up with them. And then, of course, this past weekend, we were back in Maryland because you had a baby sprinkle shower sprinkle to go to. And so that gave us an opportunity to connect with, you know, our other side of the family and some friends there as well. So just an amazing weekend and, and, you know, just totally grateful for this ability to to work from wherever. So, yeah, that's what what I'm grateful. Yeah, there's a lot of connection. And it's yes. funny, I feel like after longer periods of connection type, I am like exhausted. And I don't realize it until like the next day, aka today. I was just like, man, I'm feeling off. But it's like my body's trying to like recalibrate, like, all right. Back to normal. Back to normal, <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny how attuned I am now. Like, I'm noticing that pattern of like, Maybe after hosting friends and family or like being gone for a while and you know, it's 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 great connecting, but it's like it's also to have the other side and balance, like to just like come back home, soak us in, soak some stillness in, some some quiet time and it's yeah. both then do are, it all again. Both are yeah. <laughs> the yin and yang of our beautiful life. I love it so much. Absolutely. All right, Jilly. Let's talk some food today. I've always get excited about talking about food. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I forgot what episode it was. It was pretty recent when we were talking about um, health changes. Yes. Um, I don't remember the name, the title. Do you remember the title? Winds of Change by the Scorpions. I don't know what that is. Oh my goodness. Never mind. 
What is it's it? It's a song from the from the eighties or maybe even early nineties about the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yep. I yeah. don't know the names of songs. Okay. I just Fair enough. know how to sing them. <laughs> Are you gonna sing it for us? No, no, you not never today. Do. Yes. But it was a recent episode. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. yeah so now we've got a little research project. Jot that jot that down. Yeah. Um well now I'm gonna have to look up that song. <laughs> but we did uh start implementing some new changes in the way we've been eating um, to improve our health, to improve our immune system. Like overall, we just want to be, I think the term is metabolic flex, metabolic flexibler <laughs> to have more metabolic I, flexibility. <laughs> I don't even know that I can even go flexibler. Is that even a word? I think it'd be fun. Flexer. Funner, flexibler. Yes. I don't know. They're just fun to say. But yeah, we've kind of been, I mean, the pandemic, I'm sure, has um, provided this as an opportunity for a lot of people to make some changes in their life and yeah. to deconstruct what's what what's important to them, what's the meaning of life, like what do I value, and even more so. And we've really taken a look at our health, and we want to be more attuned to like and maintenancing it and like doing the best for just upkeep longevity energy like all the above and just making sure that we're functioning you know at 100 percent at all times and you know there are certain foods out there that prevent you from doing that and also there are some certain foods out there that can just help you get to that next level so like that's what i've really been into and for me it really started with just kind of diving into what the carnivore diet is Mm. i've heard some great things about that and just improvement of health and, and certain ailments that have been with people for years just going away from that. So I was just really curious about it. And, you know, what guy doesn't love meat? And I'm just kind of trying to find a way to like meet, meet a, a bigger part of our, our diet. And lo and behold, like as we were kind of going down this rabbit hole, we were just like, wow, meat actually really is important <laughs> and serves a lot of uh, benefits for us. And you can get so much nutrition from meat. And you know, I think a lot of people think of when meat, you know, it's burgers and steaks and, you know, ribs and stuff like that. But one of the things that I've really discovered is that, you know, there's also intestines that are just so dense in, in nutrients that make up for what you might lack in, in some of those fattier meat areas. So like we've just been diving into a whole bunch of stuff there. And, and, and of course, you know, we're not doing Wait, just... did you just say intestines? Yeah, organs. I meant to say organs. My goodness. Oh, like good gravy. We are not eating intestines, well, people. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, you're. You're. You, I think you just want to do some of them. Just be like, yeah, I did that. Now I'm a man. Yeah, I mean, I part know. of that is that, but at the, at the same time, it's just like why not look, try when, it? Yeah. Well, when you look and see the nutritional value of it, it's just like, okay, if cool. this is gonna help me be peak self, then <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and give it a try. Yeah, and we probably should have prefaced with, we are not doctors and we do not recommend oh, yes. you guys just, you know. Surgeon general warning. <laughs> this is our personal journey of ebbing and flowing and figuring out what's best for us. And yes. if you can get any kind of value or like, you know, want to try it, go for it. But this is our personal journey. And yeah. I know everybody, every human body is so unique and different and, you know, agrees with different things. But We've just, like Nick said, has been going down this rabbit hole of like discovering 
how to get the most nutrients out of our food and still love eating. Like we want our food to taste good, but we also are like, I'm not eating just for eating. I'm eating because I really want to optimize myself, like my mind, my body, yeah. you know, energy. We, we do have a daughter. So it's like, we want to be around for her and we want to model good habits for her and kind of show her that, you know, there is no one size fits all. And there is no one black and white answer for, I think, health for everybody but um this whole month and still continues to be this one big experiment we have been introducing foods and letting go of foods to see like how does her body feel how does her mind feel what's her energy like and so far we've been having i guess some really good success stories from good results this far our change in our diet so far and so i guess you could call this lifestyle change it's kind of labeled sapien it's it does focus on definitely eating red meat protein like from meat sources um we're finding out that red meat has it's so much bio what do they they use this term like bio density i I don't even know i can't think of the language right now but it there's a lot of great nutrients in red meat and we've been eating a lot of grass-fed meat um like beef we've been eating bison i mean chicken we've been eating seafood too but we've definitely made that a focus for yeah. sure i mean it's it's you know probably more 60 to 70 percent of our plates at this point rather than you know maybe a, a balanced portion of like a third meat a third veggies a third starch or something along those lines and you know, what we've really done that we've really cut out have been grains. Like a lot of the bread that we've we've had in our life, rice, you know, certain things, even like, you know, we were doing quinoa for a little bit. Like those things, what we've found is like, they just, those are the things that kind of spike your insulin, which then give you that crash. And, and since we've been changing and, and kind of eliminating those from our diets, I've been finding more sustained energy throughout the day. Mm-hmm. We're eating two meals a day. Our, our first meal is around, you know, anywhere between 1030 and 1230 for me. Um, you're probably closer to that 1030, 11 o'clock range, just because, you know, you and Lucille are going to be going out and, and doing things. So um, it really all depends. And then we have dinner anywhere between 5 and, and 6.30. So we have two meals. We eat very heavy meals, I want to say. Like, you know, I, I'm eating a ton right now when it comes to meat. Like, I'm eating a pound of meat almost um, during meals. Plus, you know, we've got still fruits and, and certain vegetables that are within our diet that are low in toxicity and, and, and are, you know, good for us. And it's just... I'm just really enjoying this experience. Like I'm actually having fun eating food. And what's even more shocking is that I'm not missing some of the foods that I thought that I would just absolutely miss. And, and a key example of that is pizza. Like I have not craved a single slice of pizza since we started this. Yeah, I will say the more we've noticed and I've been documenting just because I need that to look back on um, when I have like these severe like bloating attacks that to me they're like triggered even they're even heightened now because I've changed my diet. So it's like really, really noticeable when I eat certain things. So something that's been triggering has been like pizza. We ordered a really great brick oven pizza that one day and it was just like not good the next day. And something else I've noticed is like certain pastas, like it's just immediately I can feel I'm like, oh man, I definitely know what this is. And 
it's eye-opening and it, it's it's frustrating too because I do like eating pasta, but sure. it also makes me want to experiment more. Like last night we had a brown rice pasta and it was like bloating pretty bad. Didn't last super long, but it was definitely uncomfortable. That was immediate. Yeah. I'm, I notice a little bit better when I have lentil noodles. So I'll still experiment just because I know Lucille does like pasta. So it'll be nice to kind of be able to share that with her. But if not, like I'm okay letting it go. Like it's, it's okay. But it's been like an eye opener because I don't think I was as conscious because we ate so many variety of things. It was hard Mm -hmm. to pinpoint what was, you know, aggravating me. And I'm not going to lie. You can tell a lot by looking at your poop. And it's, (laughs) you know, I normalize it now. I knew you were going to go there eventually. We should all be looking at our poop to kind of be a health indicator. And if we're not, like, do a deep dive on, like, what quote unquote, healthy poop is supposed to look like. And I know, you know, it's not one size fits all, but I will say I've noticed a huge difference once I recalibrated. Like Nick says, Nick has been eating a lot more meat than I have. I started eating a lot of meat and mostly meat. And my body was like, what the fuck is going on, Jill? <laughs> and like, I didn't poop for a week. Just going to put that out there. And I was like, oh God. And then all of a sudden, a little worried. I was, and then <laughs> you know, my body naturally like did its thing. I was just doing all these mantras like, "Trust your body, Jill. You're really uncomfortable, but just keep drinking water." And I started adding some more salt to my diet, and, like reading all the things. Like my body knew it was going to go through some changes and digestively and all of the above. And then I kind of all re- it took was for you calling your mom and talking about it to trigger. <laughs> it was. You know, everyone calls their mom and then they're like, mom, what do I do? You need, you need that <laughs> that little other voice of wisdom. Ten minutes later, it's just like, all right, here we go. It happened. It was so cool. But I kind of, you know, cut back on the amount of meat I was eating. So now it's, it's a little less than Nick, a lot less than Nick, but it's still yeah. most of my plate. Like I would say 50% of my plate. No, it's probably 60, like Nick was saying. 60% of my plate is meat and then the other half and then the other 40% is vegetables. Um, and we've been going down the research, um, hole, rabbit hole of just learning about vegetables and how to eat vegetables that are going to be where we're going to get the most nutrients out of them, like how they're prepared, whether that's, um, you know, fermenting or like specific vegetables that don't have a lot of toxicity to them. We're experimenting with them too, because I know like not all vegetables are going to be the same for everybody. So it's been right now we've just, and it's kind of simplifies the way we grocery shop too. It's, you know, we've, we either buy asparagus or a zucchini, sometimes broccoli. We've been testing out cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Like we've just been like testing them out to see how our body does and haven't bought spinach in like a month. I know. I never thought I'd see the day. I haven't bought kale in a month. And that's just because we've been learning. Like I thought I was getting all of these great things mostly from vegetables. And now I'm finding out that it's kind of a lie. Not that you can't get nutrients from vegetables, but there's a certain way you have to process certain vegetables to get the nutrients out of them because they're like born not to want to give it to you because of all the mechanisms that plants have. And you can do the research yourself if you want, or we can put some podcasts to listen to if you uh, want to reach out and let us know. But it's... It's probably too much to say on here, but it's really helped streamline the way we shop now and how we plan for meals. And it's, I thought we had to have like, you know, all of the things, all the colors, all of these different food groups. And now I'm learning 
actually we're we're doing really well with less. Yeah. And just focusing on the foods that have the most nutrients in them. Um, and this is kind of a good time for us to be experimenting about the experimenting with this because you know from what it sounds like from what we hear in the news is that we're going to be dealing with a pretty big i don't know if it's gonna be a big food shortage but there's there they are predicting a food shortage you know this summer the price of fertilizer due to the you know the war going on in in russia and ukraine is going up because russia is one of the primary producers of, of fertilizer and so you know we've we've put sanctions on russia and then in return you know that stuff happens and so like crops and stuff like that are going to get expensive some farmers aren't even going to be able to to produce crops this year so like it's just nice making that pivot and, and knowing that you know we're, we're sourcing local farmers um you know local food markets but more importantly we're sourcing local meat and actually talking with the people who are you know growing the animals and it's just been an awesome experience just to to talk with folks and, and learn a little bit more about that process and you know just know that you know these folks are here and that they're you know going to be able to help us out you know if god forbid this this does happen but you know that's just you know one of the things that have kind of helped us with this mind shit shit mind shit mind shifts change it's a lot of mind shit yeah, i know right there's a lot going on up here jilly you never know but yeah i mean that's 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 another key thing there but you know yeah yeah and as far as like expenses too i it's kind of leveled out it's kind of the same and it's because we're not buying foods to snack on anymore. Like we do have some things for Lucille, like yeah. But for us, it's like we used to be buying like salami and pepperoni and all these cheeses and a lot of things to snack on. And now because we're not snacking, it's like we have like the two big meals a day. It's I think the only thing we snack on maybe is like olives, and I'll snack on them sometimes when I'm cooking dinner. Yeah. But for the most part, it's it's kind of evened out. We're like, we're not spending any more money. We may be spending slightly less. I'm not sure. But it is really awesome to be able to put our money into the farmer's pockets, into small businesses, because, you know, we, we trust, we get to be able to talk to them to, like, understand, you know, how they're raising the food. And, and it's cool to be able to experiment with that as we travel. Like, in mm-hmm. Delaware, we got to visit a small farm near your mom, and it was so awesome to to meet them and like see the animals and test out their meats and sausages and it was so good and i will say the quality and taste and meats once you find a local farmer holy moly night and day oh my god it that's another thing it makes you not want to go back to like the conventional mainstream like meat that i was buying in like giant like we will if we need to Mm -hmm. but the, the taste and quality of like the sausage and the sausage ground. has been like the biggest oh. thing like the the just most noticeable taste change and if you've never had like fresh sausage before what is that noise all right folks well we found out what that noise was that we actually had to stop the podcast there for a second and we decided we're going to just leave that in there because it's too funny. But like Lucille's tablet is just out there on the, the kitchen counter. And then all of a sudden was just playing some weird Coca Melon song, <laughs> loud as shit. And it actually kind of freaked me out there when I'm talking about sausage. What? <laughs> God. I just stared at you with my eyes open because I was like, what the hell is when that? You, when you have a, a dark house and like you're just in your bedroom and then all of a sudden something starts playing, like your hair is just stand on it and it's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Good God. 
Anyways, fresh sausage is goddamn amazing. Oh, it is so good. And, it is. and you know, it's just a completely different taste than any kind of sausage you can get in the store. Like, you know, it's fresh. It's so good. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of shifting, you know. So one of the challenges, like, when, when you have, like, I don't want to say that it's a strict diet because we will eat, you know, whatever. It doesn't feel whenever. restrictive. Like, it doesn't feel restrictive no. at all. But, you know, one of the questions is always, like, when you go out, well, what do you order? Luckily, like, for meat, like, it's available everywhere. But, like, for example, the, the place that we went to the other night was, like, they had burgers and, and other kinds of things. It was just kind of a basic kind of American fair kind of place. But, like, these burgers sounded awesome. And they were awesome. And they were, like quarter pound patties and stuff like that and they gave you you had an option of a single a double or triple or a quad and i was just like um yeah let me get the quad no bun so i cheated a little bit i ate the whole quad a pound of pound of burger how does that mean you cheated well if you get rid of the bun like that's more filling oh you mean you yeah, cheated, as cheated in like... and was able to eat the whole thing Oh, yeah. So to preface, like, apparently not many people have been able to finish the quad. Yes. Like, very few. So Nick maybe says he cheated five. because he was able to finish it, but he didn't have a bun. So I yeah. get it now. Yeah. And I dabbled in a couple fries, and we had some some <clears throat> uh, Brussels sprouts with that. But it was very easy. just And just, you know, no bun. You know, it was awesome. So it, it actually makes things a little bit easier eating out, too. Yeah. And kind of like I said before, like, we're not rigid and restrictive and like it's it's not black and white so yeah we we live a little when we go out and we test the waters to see like all right how does our body do so like i got a burger which is great like i didn't get the bun which i've been eating bunless burgers for a long time now and it's delicious because i'm all about the meat and like the pickles and the onions and the cheese like to me that's like my favorite part but we did get fries and i know like the oils they use in most commercial kitchens are not really good but I, i'm gonna indulge and like test it out like i'm okay with that like yeah. it's i'm not it's not like this perfect plan it's kind of like if i'm out and they have delicious fries i'm definitely gonna try them out and then i'll like reevaluate how did yeah. i feel if they would have had mixed vegetables or something like that i would have asked that instead of fries probably in that situation but they didn't so i was like yeah i'm just i'll hunker down on a couple fries there but i'm gonna focus on this quad yeah, I, I think the the foundation is that it like you we were talking about before. It's like consistently we consistently choose you know quality oils to cook our food in because we have a lot of control over our kitchen. So yeah. we do cook a lot here, but we do go out and you know enjoy. We love eating and testing out food, and that's the cool thing about I don't know changing this is kind of helped us like we'd streamline to just finding really good local farms and then finding good restaurants too. Mm-hmm. I think it forces you and we've always been kind of like loving the farm to farm to table kind of places, but I think it puts a little bit more emphasis on really seeking those those businesses out, those restaurants, those shops and yeah. like supporting them and knowing like all the hard work they're doing to curate these amazing goods and supporting them. So it is nice that we it forces us forces us even more so to choose certain restaurants like in Delaware we chose this really great farm to table place where they literally have the farms on there we got to meet the farmers when I went to the farmer and it was kind of cool like hey I ate that pork last night and this is from this farm so it's really cool to kind of like just know the transparency of where your food's coming from but like I said like there's a lot of gray in food and diet and like 
we're we're eating it too and, and having fun and like it's it's not like really it doesn't feel restrictive it doesn't feel rigid because it's I'm, fun i and to me like the meat is the best part i mean it's it's got so much flavor like there's a reason why we love meat because it tastes really good and luckily for us it's got a lot of great nutrients in it too so yeah i just want to to spread that out there that you know it's I don't know that it doesn't feel rigid or restrictive yeah. and you know i don't even like to say chi it's like we're just living you know yeah. we're gonna we're gonna venture in there and we're gonna human. try it out you yeah, know right. so whatever well it's you know and jill jill mentioned you know we've done a lot of research on this stuff you know and, and i would say almost probably 100 hours at this point you know at least combined if not long more mm-hmm. than that just listening to different podcasts reading different things and stuff like that and one of the things that I think we found, or at least that we feel, you know, strongly about, is like a lot of what we're we're told about food is is completely wrong, and you know we're just trying to dive into that. But at the same time, you know, we're also not trying to change anybody else's lifestyle. If somebody finds a vegan lifestyle works for them, you know, that's that's totally cool and whatnot. We're just kind of saying, you know, what's been working for us. And how we've actually been able to simplify our lives a little bit more, you know, based on this. And, you know, we're really just, you know, excited to see where this this journey goes and continue to report on it. Because I think there there are some people out there who would be interested in it. And if you want to talk to us more about it, you can always hit us up on, on Instagram or, or shoot us an email. Our email is always in the show notes as well. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's just a really cool journey we're going on we're really excited about it and that's really why we we wanted to share it because it's it's a big part of our lives and we share everything about our lives on this podcast so we wanted to to share it with you all totally and i i heard this quote the other day that it was a short story is the shortest distance between two points and i think about like when you hear somebody share their experience or their story with anything and immediately like pings your heart if like that is like where you are in that season of life and how one story can make a difference or change your life or make you make a different decision. So hopefully this one story, you know, may hit you in one way, or you may know a friend who's like going through some changes and like, Hey, I listened to this experience, you know, have you ever looked at this and check it out? So like Nick said, we're not prescribing this to anybody. We're just sharing our unique experience and how we're experimenting with it. And we're getting a lot of benefits so far. And like Nick said, if you have any questions, we can shoot you all the resources, the podcasts, um, some books we're going to be investing in even more so to just learn more. And it's not, you know, um, this isn't the end of the journey. We're still learning. It's just the beginning. We aren't experts at nutrition, but we are experts at ourselves and try to be. So we're just listening to our bodies and kind of going in the direction that kind of up-levels us. And it's been good so far. Absolutely. All right, Jilly, do you have any resources for our listeners today? I'm sure you do. I do. All right. Um, It was a blog post about, and this is from Mark Sizen, the guy that started Primal Kitchen. If you guys know Primal Kitchen, um, all of those amazing condiments that he sells with avocado oil. Anyway, he has a blog post that's called The Definite Guide to Metabolic Flexibility. I like flexibiler. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't even know what you were trying to say earlier. And it was why we need metabolic flexibility. There are many good reasons to want more metabolic flexibility. 
It allows us to safely and effectively utilize a wider variety of nutrients. If we enjoy metabolic flexibility, we can eat a purple sweet potato and a grass-fed ribeye. It means we can tap into different fuel sources to power different activities. Most importantly, it means we can trust our bodies. The more metabolically flexible we are, the less we have to micromanage our macronutrients and calories. We can just eat, and as long as we stick to whole foods, the satiety signaling we receive will generally be accurate and reliable. But metabolic flexibility gives us, well, more flexibility. It gives us more room for error. And in one of his books, The Keto Reset Diet, it says, overfeeding is the essence of accelerated aging. Metabolic metal, metabolic efficiency is the essence of longevity. Ooh. So um, <clears throat> that's a word I've been throwing, like that term metabolic flexibility. We've been hearing a lot more in our research. And that's why we wanted to share it with you guys, because it's something that we're striving for. It's not like striving to be fit or I don't know. There's all so many words. I really love the these scientific words because it's really what we're all about. We want to be full. We want to be satiated. We want to be, you know, fulfilled nutrient-wise to just, you know, live long and happy lives. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, no, he's he's been a, a great resource for us as well amongst others. So that was a, that was a good pull there, Jilly. Me. How about the quote of the day? The quote of the day is by my yoga teacher, Adrian Mischler. Oh. And it's just, find what feels good. Damn right. No, sci- be, no science words. The motto just, in life. You know, find what feels good and just keep going down that path. Yeah, go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> and your take action challenge is? Find what feels good. Quote of the day and take action challenge. I mean, it seemed fitting. One and the same. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. If you like this episode, please do us a favor and help us spread the message. You can do this by writing a review or simply by sharing this episode with a friend. And remember, sharing sparks a conversation. Conversation leads to action. And action is how we're able to live a happy and intentional as hell lifestyle. Jill's laughing at me the way I said conversation. (laughs) I was. I know. You did great. I thank you. And we want to thank you all for listening today. And we will see you again next week. (laughs) See you all later.